Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Tell everybody your name. My name? Yeah. My name's Mark. What else would you like to know about me? Maybe a last name? Uh, last name's Checkit. That's spelled C-H-E-C-K-E-T. And you're a dad, right? I'm a dad. I'm a father of twin boy toddlers. That Does that feel weird to say oh it like God, that? Oh my God, did I say that out loud twin just now? Twin boy toddlers. I'm a father of twin boys. Currently, they're toddlers. And I, Adam Flaherty, have uh, two daughters, six and three years old. It's important to note that neither you nor I are experts in this stuff. We're just dads who love talking to other dads about things that we care about. Subscribe to the whole fake it till you make it kind of ideology, I think. I want to talk about that later. We are? Yeah. Okay. Totally. I'm going to put a pin in that then. Modern dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. And in today's episode, uh, what are we going to talk about? Oh my God! What are we going to talk about I in this put episode? You, on the you spot. put me right on the spot. Let me because I know I knew already. Hold on. <clears throat> um, uh, well, I think what we're going to talk about <laughs> today. I think what we're going to talk, Adam. Today, I think what we're going to talk about is um, I. You're, I love how flustered <laughs> you're. Kind of flustered right now. This yeah, is good. This I just. I'm surprised I didn't fall out of the chair. <laughs> the to be, spontaneity to be is honest. keeping you on your toes, and I think that that's a wonderful. I appreciate that. I would love. To, should I still answer the question? Yeah. Okay. I think we're talking about teaching um, our children how to create opportunities for themselves. So your boys are two years old, roughly. Yeah. You're conversing with them. They understand what you're saying. They're offering you some words, but you're not mm-hmm. at the point yet, right, where you're having actual conversations about their future with them. No, no, we're not there yet. I think it's more about just yelling at them so that they don't hurt themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, however, my my older daughter is six, and I'm talking to her frequently about her future and trying to figure out what she's passionate about. And I don't want to force her to think about things way too early. But my feeling is the more I can get her thinking about what actually is exciting to her and, you know, what she's passionate about, the more we can start thinking about encouraging her to, to go after those things. And I certainly don't want to instill an idea that things are going to be handed to them. I, I want them to know that they need to work hard, but I also want them to know that they can create their own opportunities and that when they grow up, they can be anything they want to be. If they Mm -hmm. work towards it, they can make it happen. Yeah. Did your parents tell you that as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, my dad worked really hard, um, in his job. He was, he was a dentist and, um, he owned his own business and, and working was a big part of his life. And I think through action, he kind of instilled in me that, that, you know, you, you have to put in the effort, uh, in order to reap any kind of benefits. And I think the other thing too is like growing up, my parents were not overly like, you know, you have to work hard and do this and be this and reach for this and whatever and so on. But, but they, they let me know that, um, it, I wasn't going to get handed things. Like I had to show up, uh, you know, I guess in short, that's the way to put it. You know, I, I knew that I had to show up in order to do, but I think they also kind of gave me the room to make decisions and make mistakes. And I knew that they were also always there for, um, you know, guidance if I needed it. Well, they, they were, what was the first thing that you remember wanting to do when you grew up like as a kid? Oh, 
Oh man, we're re- we're reaching way back. Like so, for example, mm-hmm. I I th- I remember thinking not that I wanted to be an astronaut, but when I was the first thing I remember thinking about when I was told someday you're going to have to do a job and you know have a career and you're <laughs> going to be out of school and living in the real world. You know, as a kid, I was like, what could I do? Like, what's the most inspiring, like exciting thing? I, I don't, you know, it's funny that you asked me the question. I, I don't, I really can't pinpoint like any one particular thing. I, for a very long time when I was pretty small, I really liked, I really liked drawing cartoons. Like I would copy, you know, whatever book or like comic book that I had or, or cartoons on TV. I really loved that. And I remember learning that, that that was actually a job, you know, you could actually do that for real. And obviously I didn't pursue that, but I think that was probably the first thing. So you were destined to be an art director. Really? I said, well, right? maybe, maybe in some ways I certainly wasn't destined to be a cartoonist. <laughs> but, I think uh, even at that young age, I realized that being an astronaut, you know, was that it was, there was such a slim chance that that was actually possible. And I wasn't motivated enough to actually make that happen. But what I did seriously think about for a while as a kid was I want to be a game show host. I want to be Mark Summers. Oh, Mark Summers. Double Dare. That dude was cool, man. Because how much more fun does it get than <laughs> being Mark Summers? Yeah. Oh. Oh, what a great show. I missed that show. Yeah, and at some point I realized that I don't perform well on camera. I mm-hmm. don't like my voice. What are you doing here? Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> what the heck? But uh, I'm better behind the camera. Our guest today, Mark, is somebody who I've I've known for a handful of years now, and I first met when he reached out just to network when he uh, was moving into this area from a couple hours outside of town. And from the very first time that we sat down and had uh, a beverage together, I was like, this guy is the real deal. And uh, within the first either the first or the second time that we, that we got together, I learned a story uh, about his past that is very inspiring and ties in really closely to this theme of paving your own way and working hard and making things happen, you know, getting shit done. And I'm really excited to chat with my good friend, Peter Jude Ricciardi. The crowd has gone wild. Yes, hold, he's the Peter's hold for applause. <laughs> Thank you. Why? Why is it the case that people do the this sound effect for loud audience cheering? Has a has a crowd ever actually sounded like one person whispering? Is that what it sounds like? I guess there maybe there's. Well, let me ask you this question: Can you produce a sound beyond that's better? How are you, Peter? I'm well, Adam. Hello, Mark. Hello, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You might not know that Mark spells his name with a C instead of a K. I did. I've spent about a week and a half inside the walls of Mark's home, <laughs> observing carefully. And, Is that uh, who that was? One of the things I picked up was that he did use a C. And I'm using my creepy podcast voice just for now. That's no, Keep it up. Okay. Keep it up. That's a good voice. Thank you. A good voice. I'm going to switch to game show announcer voice anytime. Just beware. You're the guy who could have actually done that with your life, mm. and, and it would have been appropriate. <laughs> it's funny that you segued a little bit from um, Mark Summers to me, 
my wife has this weird Mark Summers fetish, um, which I don't know if there's a name for. Is that a thing um, that's out there? I don't know. Um, but she's always been obsessed with Mark Summers, which for me, I've always gone, Mark Summers? Hmm. It's probably because she appreciates a clean home. Oh, yeah. He's I heard got about the that. cleanliness yeah. and germs. And Did he have it before the show? I don't know. Or was it because of the I show? I bet you he had it before, which was odd because on that show, there was just a lot of slop. Yeah, it was just and a lot of mess. Slime. Kids. Germs. Yeah. Again, kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've got children. I do. Tell us about them. Well, they're, they're I, I think, tucked away safely in their beds by now. Hopefully. I have two girls, uh, ages four and seven, and it is, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's just so much. Yeah. Nonstop, right? You've got three and six-ish. Yep. Yeah, currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, twin, TBT. TBT, twin boy toddlers. Twin boy toddlers. <laughs> that's the new record that's yeah. coming out um, this spring. The new Our album, new album. Twin boy toddlers. Twin boy toddlers, TBT, mm-hmm. live, double live album. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of letters. But yeah, um, my two girls are... Um, you know, they're independent ladies. Uh, they are powerful voices. And it never ceases to amaze me how we, we can flip from, and you both realize this and you will realize it sooner than later too. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can just go from zero to 150 in the blink of an eye and go from precious to, oh my God. <laughs> right, right. Um so, yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. When we first met, uh, you had just moved to town. And before I knew it, you know, within six months, I feel like you were everywhere. <laughs> you knew <laughs> a lot of people. now he's gone. <laughs> you know more people than I do around here, and I've been in this area for years. Most of them hate me now. <laughs> um, so... Well, I think that that uh, just the fact that you were out there networking so hard it, uh, speaks to your personality and the idea of paving your way and making inroads and getting shit done. So good job. Thank you. <laughs> I did. I, I And I think it comes in waves for, for everyone that you um, sometimes you have to go back. I mean, I'm in a, a phase now of going. You've been locked up in your office for a very long time, just working and doing the info. But like you, sometimes you have to get back out and allow yourself to go back out and go, let me reintroduce yeah. or let me find a new, new, you know, place to a new yard, a new place to visit and, and introduce again. You know, you do have to keep kind of doing it. Well, as it pertains to creating opportunities for your, yourself, I learned a story about you that I've uh, that I've always uh, admired and I've shared with other people. And I would love to hear you tell it without me teasing too much more of it. Yeah, no, it's um, OK. So I I was to compress or to give you a little content context as to where this how this came about. Um, I was born. I lived uh, I went to high school playing baseball, wasn't getting it done. Um, it just wasn't a passion for me at some point. And I was looking for more and I decided, oh, I'm going to be in a rock and roll band. So let me, with no experience, figure that out and do it. Um, so after I, had, I actually had successfully done that, um, I wanted to get into radio and I had 
tried college, taken my book money, spent it on a tattoo up here in the fine state of New Hampshire, by the way, and uh, went back to college for a semester and wanted to get into radio. So I was looking for ways to actively sort of find that space. Uh, The first thing that uh, I talked to everybody I knew and got some advice to say, hey, why don't you go talk to this fellow downtown? He works in Channel 7 building and you could rap with him about it. And I said, sure. And with Waist length hair, locks and photos. locks for days. Beautiful hair. Locks and gorgeous curls, curls for days. Um, I sat in the lobby of the Channel 7 building waiting for uh, to meet up with a buddy of mine on the third floor. And some fellow walked by and he looked at me and he was like, are you my two o'clock? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, Obviously. I am. Lucky me, turned out to be the general manager of the uh, traffic and weather and news network that was on the third floor. And he brought me up, interviewed me, and consequently hired me. Uh, I worked there for five years as the drive time producer and, and on air traffic reporter. Um, it was a super cool job, loved it. Told him at the five year mark when I left, I wasn't you two o'clock. Sorry. Did you ever find out who he thought you were? No, it's kind of amazing that that person didn't follow up, you know, after missing their interview. Let's hope they don't. <laughs> Let's just hope they don't. Yeah, yeah, that's the burning question right now for me. Where, where's where, that person? Where's the two o'clock? So derelict. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Or so successful. <laughs> he ended up being the guitarist for White Lion and he never looked back. Oh my God. I don't know. So what you're getting at and what I'm supposed to get to is... Looking for a job in radio. I got this job in radio. I was walking one day just outside of Boston, um, neighborhood where I lived, and I saw a sign on the, the door of a, a really nondescript, one-story, shitty brick building. Mm-hmm. And it was ABC, and it said Radio Disney. And I thought, oh, I'm funny. I can do voices. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Why don't I go in there and just see? So I did. And again, this was... Um, I've never been quite super shy about just opening doors and going in and being like, hi, Mm. I'm here. Who are you? Perhaps because as a child, my parents did legitimately tie me to a tree in the yard. (laughs) Uh, They didn't leave me out there for extended periods that I'm aware of, but they did. There are photos of me tied to a tree, like a tether in the yard because I was a runner. So. Like the hyper hypo. Hyper hypo kid. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. With that. People now may. Might consider that uh, a, some form of abuse. Uh, totally. <laughs> I think. It de- I think it depends on what kind of tree, or supportive, tree it is. right? Or supportive. Um, anyway, I went into the building and I, I basically just said, um, "I don't know what's going on here, but I'm interested. I, I want to know how to be involved." Mm-hmm. And they said, "What can you do?" And I said, "I don't know. What are you doing?" And I said, "I can hang drywall. They're they're building a, a room. I'll hang drywall." They said, "Sure." I had no idea how to hang drywall Amazing. at all. It's like, hammer, hammer. And they're like, eh, you mean a drill or a screwdriver? I was like, yes, one yes. of those. Which end do I hold? And that parlayed from learning, A, how to hang drywall terribly, I'm still bad at it, um, to wiring a studio, just basically taking direction and being told what to do, where to do it, and how to do it, um, to saying, when this is finished, I just want to come back and watch the action. I want to learn. And you've put in so much time for them that how could they possibly say no to that? Well, yeah. And this was at a time, this was in like 98, maybe 97, 98, where you could still do that mm-hmm. without, um, you know, today, I don't think you could ever go into any 
corporate entity and be like, I'll just do whatever mm-hmm. for whatever. Don't care. There's rules. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I started. There's rules, but there are different ways that you can cleverly go about making things like that happen. And Adam, there always will be. Mm-hmm. There always will be a way to figure out what you want. Now, whether today we can just Google it, but you can always figure out how to do these things. So you, and the funny thing is you mentioned the idea of fake it till you make it, um, which is something that, you know, I also eventually when my girls are old enough to, to understand it, um, I'm going to find myself explaining that to them because Mm -hmm. in my line of work, you know, I'm in video production and, you know, I went to school, I got a job at a video production company. I went off on my own as a freelancer. And at that point it was like, truly like you fake it till you make it, Mm -hmm. you know, you take jobs and you learn from them and you surround yourself with people who are um, better than you, more talented than you, and you learn everything you can. And that sort of shapes you into the professional that you will become. But for, for a long while, you're just kind of faking it. And you hear celebrities say that all the time. Totally. And if everybody is saying that, even the most successful of people, I mean, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something to it. There's gotta be some truth to it. And you do though have to have, uh, some ethic, work ethic or passion to continue to do it. I mean, I remember what I did was hang around and I listened to radio ads being made and interviews and, and started to make suggestions as if I had, you know, right to do so. But I did and I had good ideas and I wasn't shy about sharing them. And I just, I participated, which is, I think the, the, the overall message is I participated. So I went from doing that stuff to copywriting and learning production and, you know, uh, voiceover and learning a little bit more about branding, a lot more about branding and digital media and the whole, the whole works. 15 years at Disney gave me an opportunity. And this was as digital media and social media was, it hadn't really quite begun and then began. Um, I got an opportunity to watch and learn how those things worked from ground level. So you walked in as off the street, yep. as somebody who was shoveled, somebody who was unqualified to hang drywall, reeking of cigarettes. Did you still have the long hair? I did. Oh. I did. Okay. And hey. after 15 years, mm-hmm. what were you doing at the end of your time there? Uh, I was kind of a creative director of mm-hmm. sorts. I was essentially their internal agency director of creative ideas. And I was the guy they called in to go, Ooh, uh, all right, we'll put on pants or like just something. That's you talking to Mickey. No, that was them. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't come to this meeting unless you wear pants. Right. Put your head back on. Um, and thank so, you for wearing the gloves, but please, could you put some pants on? Please. Um, yeah, no, I was kind of doing a little bit of everything. So I was producing a lot of radio, interviewing a lot of people, uh, directing, bits Mm. and coming up with content. That was my main, uh, at the end, I was a content guy. I was just coming up with the, the, the deliverables that people could make and sell. So I was kind of that guy that would come up with a lot of the bigger picture things and go, look, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to sound and feel and this and that. And And we would sell it. So when I left there, uh, the company was restructuring and I wanted to be where my family was. So at the time, I decided to let Disney go and do my own thing. 
you uh, you're a living and breathing example of how things like networking, thinking outside the box, learning from people around you, taking risks, um, not being afraid of failure of a door being closed in your face or getting hung, hung up, you know, on, on the telephone can pay off Mm -hmm. and can create opportunities. How do you have this conversation with your daughters? It's, it's a really good question. And I'm not sure we always, you know, we're not always having it. A lot of the conversations I think I have with my daughters are of necessity and day to day. And like, let's just get through the next hour and sure. get to the next mm-hmm. phase. And how can we get those socks on your feet? <laughs> yeah, we were like, talking about that earlier. Sock, why, are, it's, why, are, why are socks so hard? We do this every day. I put food that you mm-hmm. like together on a plate and mm-hmm. give it to you. You eat it and we finish and we brush our teeth. Why is every single step of the day so hard? Why do I have to remind you 10 times to return to the table to actually eat the right. thing that Why you like? Why are we not <laughs> here now? It's like we're having all these other side conversations about like the, the I would say I'm saying Minutia, but it's not because it is actually the building blocks to everything else. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, tying your shoes and getting your freaking socks on. Keeping the socks. Keeping them keeping on. Keeping the socks. Oh, my on. kids are the best at, and I love them. They're so good at this, though. Everything is great up until, if everything's great, it doesn't even matter. Uh, up until the minute, we, you've got 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Thank you, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. <laughs> That's 30 minutes so far mm-hmm. of 10 minutes. And now we're late and they'll get to the door and go, my underwear doesn't feel right. I'm like, now I don't want to make you go through the day with your underwear, not feeling right. Right. But like we've, we've been up for two hours. Mm. It hasn't felt right the entire time. And you're telling me now. My daughter's in kindergarten and I bring her to the bus stop every day and she adores school and adores getting on the bus. And we were standing there at the bus stop, which is a a 60 second walk from our house. And she said, oh, I really have to go to the bathroom. And I said, how did you how are you not thinking of this before you left the house? You know, now we like we'll have to go either. Can you hold can you hold it? Because you're not far from school. And she was like, OK, yeah, yeah, I can hold it. I can hold it. But I can see she's like squirming. And I knew that she actually you're had a terrible to go. human. And but so I said, OK, well, we're going to walk back to the house. We will miss the bus. I'll drive you to school. It's not the end of the world. You're not in trouble. But I really need you to just be thinking about this before we leave the house. Consider mm-hmm. if you have to go to the bathroom without me having to ask you. Do you really have that conversation? Because I feel terrible. Yeah. I mean, I would be like off my rails (laughs) with that. Yeah. And like, are you? My wife calls it Broadway arms. You can't see me, but the, I'm, the, the, if the you Broadway want to, arms you know, don't come through Peter, on the podcast. But Peter's a tall guy, and, and, and your wingspan is. I'm not. It's we, anybody more than five nine is tall. Let's to all me. do Broadway arms for yeah, a second, just, and just when you're it feels excited great, actually, and passionate yeah. And, yeah. and trying to make a point, yeah, I find, or just get some some wind under your, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just get a little lift, get a little yeah. lift, there, a little yeah. lift. Um, yeah, Broadway arms. But that that's the stuff that makes me go, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, really? After all this, that's where we've come to? I'm slowly trying to explain to both my kids, but especially my seven-year-old, what it is I do. Oh, sorry, I'm going to pause oh, go you. Go ahead. Uh, tell our listeners what it is that you do. Okay. 
Uh, I'm the owner and co-partner of uh, Brandartica, the advertising anti-agency, which essentially we're an advertising agency. We just kind of are trying to approach that, that all aspects of advertising, design, branding, and strategy from uh, a different viewpoint where we're just doing it from a, a, a little bit of a smaller scale team without too much bravado, without too much anything. We're just focusing on three people doing a lot of solid work, um, very client to, client to creative communicative kind of style. They build a relationship with you and you are not just the point of contact. You're right. the person who's doing the work. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. So with my kids, they see these beers on occasion, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, and they'll be like, you made that. And like, yeah. And I'll show them we made that or we made that or daddy made those. When you see this thing at Disney, we helped make that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, ah! You know, they still don't know who Justin Timberlake is, which Mm -hmm. I go, oh, okay, this sucks. Um, It would be like cool if you did, but like, you know, they know who Beyonce is and I can go, well, I I, I did this and that. You are giving us so many good hashtags for this podcast. Oh my God, this one, this episode's going to rise to the top. Try not to get sued. It's a little Mm -hmm. long. We'll work on it. We'll shorten it. Um, So what I try to do with the kids anyways now is I, I do, I show them. Some of the things that I do, but not only that, what I, we've been doing is sitting down in front of like the microphones and pro tools and the MIDI keyboards and just saying like, play, mm-hmm. uh-huh. play. Well, daddy goes and opens one or two or three of those things he made. Yeah. The, the art you know? that he designed. That art. Uh-huh. While well, he drinks the art. <laughs> daddy drinks the art. Leave daddy alone while he's having daddy's his art. Daddy's drinking art. <laughs> Daddy's art. drinking his art. It's art o'clock right now, kids. So good. Leave Broadway it. arms. Don't forget them, Mark. They're important. I wrote it down. Yeah, write it down. Broadway I arms. I wrote bar- Broadway arms down. Uh, so this, tell me, what, 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 what else are we? we I, don't, I think Bring me back. Bring me back to the planet. I think we're sort of there. We're I think there. it was we're just, it was hearing your. You blew it. Very inspirational. Uh, Thanks for nothing. Very admirable <laughs> just, story. Did you press record? Damn it. Side note, that was like one of the funniest things for me, terrifying things at Disney. I interviewed Pete Doctor, who directed Up. Um, oh. And I went into, I went, I forget what hotel. I went Hashtag into like a Brattle, up, Bur- up. Brattle, Brattle Hotel. Brattle Street? Brattle Street Hotel? Brattle. Awesome. Hashtag I went to, Hashtag I went to, uh, I know, am I saying too many brands? No, or something? no, no, so this is good. Okay. too many brands. Um, I went in and I got this opportunity to interview Pete Doctor. And I went in and I interviewed him for 30 minutes and it went smashing. Mm. I never pressed record. And at the end, he's like, is that thing supposed to be blinking red? And I was like, no, it's supposed to be just solid red. And he's like, so it should have been solid red the whole time. And I'm like, totally. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. And he was like, (laughs) exit. And I was like, so kind of can't go back without it. I don't suppose you have another 30 minutes, sir. <laughs> it's been a, a, a total pleasure having you here. Thanks for sharing uh, your inspirational story and, you know, a little bit of your home life with us. Uh, I wish you nothing but success in Brandartica. I think it's really exciting. And it's just very obvious to me 
how much you adore your girls and love being a dad and, and a family man. So uh, you just posted some really nice family portraits. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, I will say on that side, Adam, you know, uh, we all are blessed with just having this life where we get to do cool stuff. We get to make shit. And we've got these kids who, whether or not we're having the conversations with them, they're learning from us. And the biggest thing to me and I leave it at this, is that when I was a kid, I never quite understood what my dad did. Hmm. He worked in numbers. He worked at the defense department. And I didn't know what he did. And he, I know this, he hated it. Hmm. It Hmm. fucking drained him. He hated that. And I look at us and go, we are so lucky Mm -hmm. to work in an industry that we enjoy and do things that we like. And I think that, whether or not we have the conversation with our kids directly or intentionally about carving their own path, they're seeing how we live. That's right. And it will, it will have an effect and an impact on them. Whether it drives them to drink or not is, you know, another story. <laughs> Daddy, can I have some art? Can I have some art? So that brings us to the end of another episode of Modern Dadhood. You can find us at moderndadhood.com where you can listen to episodes or you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you could please subscribe, if you could rate, if you could give us an Apple podcast review, and probably most importantly, just tell your dad friends if you're liking what you're hearing. Adam, can I say thank you for listening? Yeah, Can I say that part? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Thank you for listening. Is that good? It was fine. Thank you for listening. That was better. <laughs> <laughs>